0: Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast.
1: You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, we are here to talk about UFC 297. Strickland is no longer the middleweight champion of the world. Driscus Duplessis takes the crown, and Raquel Pennington. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Raquel Pennington is a UFC champion.
0: She is. Uh, <laughs> so is so is Driskus Duplacy. Um, two new champions. I guess that's cool. Uh, the card itself was uh, C plus, C minus, C yeah. somewhere in the C range. Barely passed. About what I did in school. Yeah, pretty much what I did in school. So, yeah, not the worst, but definitely not good. So, um, I think it's funny because it started out with what four finishes, and See, then it the went split better than
1: the main or the, yeah, some of the big fights.
0: Yeah, split, split, unanimous, unanimous, split, late, late finish, unanimous split. So, bunch of splits. Um, there was a lot of just the card, like everything about this this card from start to finish, just. Just didn't seem great. Didn't seem like, you know, Dom Cruz, every time there was blood, anytime anybody bled, he said something. He, he made a remark. Um, pretty much, I, I guess he was, I don't want to speak entirely for him, but I guess what he was saying was, what he was insinuating is if you get a cut, if you cut somebody up in the first round, that there's a gradual effect, a lingering effect that in rounds two and three, judges are going to score in favor of you because you cut somebody and they're bleeding. It just made no fucking sense, like no sense at all. Um, and then if eventually jo- John Anik said something because you, you, you could tell uh, nobody said shit at anytime he's mentioned up. Oh, there's the cut. So he's probably going to win this round. And you're like, bro, what are you talking about? Yeah, so like, he struggled. Uh, the referees, I thought the referees and judges, you know, they were their usual uh, inconsistent self. I saw a lot of people hating on Mark Goddard for those knees in the Evlo Allen fight. Uh, I thought they were all legal, though. No? I thought they were, too. DC, DC kept saying all of them were illegal, but it looks like anytime then he's like, of course the knee's going to land because you're pulling him, so of course his hands aren't going to be on the mat. And I'm like, well, that means it's legal. <laughs> if
1: his hands aren't on the mat. <laughs> yeah, I thought we went you know? over this before. I mean, like they, it was close each time, but I also, like, the rules are different everywhere, so it's kind of... Yeah, and it has it. the
0: jersey. the Canada has the jersey rules from, like, 07 uh, or some shit. So basically, I think the palm... And hand has to be fully on the ground. Like, if your fingertips are on it or like grazing, I don't think that that counts as yeah, your hands be being down. Or whatever right? Called, yeah. right? Yeah. So I know this I saw Mark Goddard have to explain himself on Twitter, which I'm glad he did. I mean, he's just, I think he's the best all, all around. He handled it right. He didn't take a point. He's taken over um, Jason Herzog? They're both, I feel like we don't see enough of Herzog. Is, it, is that weird? I feel like we don't, I don't, I don't know what Herzog probably he has, has other, like multiple families that he has to go take care of while, he's, <laughs> while these fights yeah. are happening. Yeah, that's fair. But um, either way, I, I just all in all, it was not a great night. I just, after the after the card, Dana White said the Evloev Allen fight was like one of the worst ever. I was like, "What? What the fuck are you talking about? It was not even that bad." Yeah. I don't know if you, I didn't saw that, that.
1: Yeah, I I didn't I didn't honestly did not watch any of the post press conference stuff because I I've gotten to a point of just like I'm sick of listening to him yeah, talk. I used to actually look forward well. to it, but it's like it is such nonsense every time. The people who go to the press conferences don't really ask any questions that I care about. It's like – this is what he wanted though. Like he kind of weeded out all of the actual like like question-asking journalists and it's just kind of like the schmo and that, that Nino woman and there's all sorts of just like this random – All a bunch bull. of jokers. Yeah, it, really. It's like a bunch of influencer um, people. Who the
0: barstool people. Yep. Um, I don't yeah, want to hate on these I people
1: because I, I would do like – if I was them, I would be happy with where I'm at. Absolutely. And, like I, I would do the same thing. But I'm just saying from like uh, you watch these other sports and you see the people that are in there asking questions and then you watch the UFC. And I mean, there are still some people in there like, you know, I I mean, John Morgan's kind of fallen by the wayside. He don't get the first question in the press conferences anymore of the for the the big time press conferences. But I feel like we
0: never see or hear from Okamoto. I know he has like a different kind of role now. Yeah. But like I I don't hear I don't see him anywhere. I I think Uh, he's a handsome fellow.
1: Yeah, he's very good looking. but He's a clown. He's an absolute just shill. He, well, I of if him and
0: uh, Joanna ever did, ever did the thing.
1: Well, uh, I think, uh, uh, well, I think just Dana goes, like, he finds reporters and stuff that he likes and he feeds them different information and stuff like that. It's like, he's, it's very um, communist sort of stuff going on
0: there. And, Sounds about for right. The UFC, for what they have but going but. on. Yeah, that's also, the, how uh, about Dana White losing his fucking hearing? Every time somebody asks a question, huh? Well, what, what was that? Actually- What'd you say? Every time. Sounds like my sounds like my dad. I'm like, eh? Dad,
1: why don't you have hearing aids? Why don't you use yeah, you use them? He should he should get some hearing aids. I mean, well all them, you know, he's naturally gotten that big and jacked, so it's uh, <laughs> so he probably yeah. could just, you know, naturally Nothing get his artificial. hearing better if that's the the case. But Ty, enough hating on Dana White. Let's get right into the main <laughs> event of the evening. Sean Strickland, Driscus, Du Plessis. It was uh, you know, listen, I would say overall, I'm not gonna go round by round and whatnot. I thought For sure, that Strickland won one and five. I think those were probably his rounds. I know Driscus stole a take. I think he stole a takedown at the end of the first. I don't think any of Driscus's takedowns are really worth anything because he wasn't able to, like, really do anything with them. But that's not how judging really works. They they give you—I mean, that's an offensive maneuver. You know, it's kind of like landing a punch or or whatever. You know, you got him down. He gets back up, but— they, they, like I've, I was explaining to you know a couple of guys who are like boxing guys, they reward defense in boxing. Is that right? Like I, I think they they reward you for making people miss. I don't think in the UFC they really do that or MMA in general. They don't really no. reward you for defense or making someone miss or or stopping a takedown. Even though they probably should. When guys are spamming, you know, when you fight Davishvili and he's spams twenty eight takedowns in a, in a three round fight, you know, and you and you get taken down five of those twenty eight times, I feel like you should get rewarded a little bit, but. That's just not how this sport is uh, plays out. At the end of the day, I think this was a very entertaining fight. It was back and forth. I think these two should fight again, maybe not right away, but I think at some point, uh, Strickland has shown that he is uh, of this caliber and at this level. I think that, that's, that he sh- uh, the good thing for him, or what I got from this, was that that night against Adesanya was not necessarily a fluke. He is worthy and capable of fighting at this level. Uh, I just think this fight could have gone either way on on the cards. I don't think it was a robbery. I don't think it was, you know, would have been a robbery on the other side. I really think this could have gone either way. And I think those two, three, four rounds were kind of, you know, some of them were up for grabs. And I think Strickland really kind of lost himself this fight by his, I would say, inactivity in in, in the middle rounds of this fight. But uh, I guess I would ask you what you thought on the, the, the Knights' Affairs.
0: Um... Man, these rounds were so close. So if you go uh, verdict MMA, they have that thing where they uh, they score each round, however they do it, and uh, pretty much two, three, and four, or two and three, were like pretty much dead even. Mm-hmm. Um, they get, they had the fight for Strickland, but very close. Um, yeah, I think I just thought Drick is one, two, three, and four. I thought he he landed the better shots, and I mean yeah. the striking in those rounds were were pretty close. I mean, I say pretty close; they were near, damn near identical. Um, round one, Strickland outlanded him, thirty-four to eighteen. In round five, he outlanded him, fifty-three to thirty-five. Awesome volume in round five, also. But then after round one, he slowed down. Sean did, and he also did. he was only head hun- he was only head hunting. Ninety percent landed to the to the head. Fifty-nine uh, percent from Drickus. He went to the body, went to the legs, out kicked him, twenty-four to six. He was getting his his legs uh, his his check his kicks checked, but he was still doing a lot. He started to mix it up. Uh, obviously he had the six takedowns only for two minutes of control time. So like you said, didn't really do much with it, but when the striking is even or, or perceived yes. as even, uh, they look at grappling next. And I think that's, that's what did it. I think that's kind of fair. Uh, I, I could see somebody giving, I guess the fourth, I want to say to Strickland, he outlanded him 33 to 29 in the fourth and the third, it was 31, 29. And the second, it was 26, 22 in favor of Drickus. Yeah, so close, how
1: close that is like, you
0: know, so like- close, so close. Um And then if you look at um, MMA decisions, I believe, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. 13 had it for C, 48-47. 9 had it for Strickland, 49-47. One person from Combat Press, I I follow them. I I usually like what they do. They had a 49-46, Strickland. Not sure what we were watching there. But um, I will admit it was close. I don't want to say robbery, but you know how it goes. Everybody says robbery no matter what because it's the main event. Everybody has a ticket on somebody. I get it. It's... Plus, it's it's so hard to judge uh, live like we do, especially oh when God. we're a little toasted. You know, you yeah. got the proper twelve in you. I have the uh, Appleton Estate rum in me. So, <laughs> it, it, you know, who can who knows? hit him,
1: hit him. Light kicks, Drickus. At my house, um, with my shillelagh sitting on the table. Yeah, shit
0: ready to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought Drickus did landed the powerful shots after the uh, after the first round. Then he got the takedown in the second. He got three in the fourth I thought that that stole the fourth round for him honestly I thought the fourth round was so close and yeah. I, I didn't know which way to go that really I, I thought even in the fifth round live I was like honestly I could give this a drinkcus and then uh, I kind of uh, reconsidered that after I'd noticed I, most people had the fifth for, for Sean show Sean so uh, I definitely had to go back rewatch the whole fight just you know just to get a better idea but I still you know maybe I'll change my mind I'll do that probably after this pod or maybe later this week because um, I believe we have a week off, right?
1: Yeah, no UFC this weekend.
0: Good shit, because the next two cards are absolute dog water. So that's going to suck. Um, 298 should should be fun. I know we're excited to crown a new champion. Um, that's pretty much... It's already done and deal. Pretty much done. Signed, sealed, delivered. New champion at featherweight coming. No. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. This was a good fight. Um, I, I do... I do feel bad because one of them had to lose and they both yeah. just, I mean, balls of the wall. They both put on a fucking absolute great performance. Drikas is just tough, man. He's just so tough with that awkward style. Um, everything he does is, you know, seemingly, seemingly hard and, and impactful. So I think that's kind of the problem. Sean Strickland, you know, uh, a lot of parrying, a lot of uh, just had, you know, really good movement. It makes it really difficult for you to find a rhythm, but, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think, like you said, he's going to be back. He's only 32. I think he turns 33 uh, in February. So, I mean, he still has a couple of years left. I, I don't see who else in this division is really going to, you know, make him work for it like, like uh, Izzy and, and Drikus. So, this definitely sets Izzy and Drikus up. People are saying UFC 300. That's too, too close. Drikus' yeah, face you see his battered. Face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he needs more than a couple months. So, um, yeah, that, they don't need to rush that. I know they're, you know trying to desperately piece together 300. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much all I have for that fight. Um, again, I, I will have to go back and rewatch it, but I, I, feel pretty confident two, three and four for Drickus, maybe, maybe three or four, you get the Sean. Um, but either way, I mean, it, it could have gone either way.
1: Yeah. Like I, 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 feel very strongly in my, in my belief that it could have gone either way. Like that, that's where, like when I, when, when, There's sometimes when the card's read, like we'll talk about a few, where I was like, wow, that guy actually, like he, what? Like, that's a robbery. That's like, this wasn't like, no matter what they they read, I was like, wow, I just don't know where this is going to go. And I can't call one judge or that judge, you're a moron. I will do that from time to time. You guys all know, we listen to this podcast, we will come in here and call a judge a moron if we think he was totally off or... You know, when, when a guy went to split decision and two two of the judges have 29-28 and the other guy has 30-27, it's like, what, what the fuck were these guys watching? Like, what, 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 I don't think that was, the, that was the case here. I think if they're going to do—like, Israel, I'm so sick of him, so I guess they're going to have to do this fight. Like, he's out there, like, dancing on Strickland's, like, grave, yeah. basically, like— Joking around and stuff like that. Like, aha, like nice rain or something like that. Like, yeah, buddy, that guy beat the fucking dog shit out of you and basically sent you into a semi-retirement. So, I mean, if he's, if Driscus and Israel Adesanya are going to do it, it'll probably be sometime in the summer, I would imagine. You know, it would be right probably after the Connor card, if that's what they're going to do. If it's not, you know, International Fight Week, then maybe a late July, early August sort of uh, situation for Strickland. I I mean I honestly if they're gonna wait all that all that time and maybe if Izzy's not ready to go or doesn't want to fight then I wouldn't mind them running this back you know and doing maybe this be a co-main on a uh, on another you know like on a big fight card where maybe Poetan and Jamal Hill were the main event or or something like that you know like I, I I could see them doing something like that but if they're not gonna do that then I would maybe push Strickland in the direction of a you know maybe run back the Cannoneer fight. Or maybe a Robert Whitaker or something like that, you know. But uh, or maybe even a Chamaev if if that's you know, like because Chimaev gonna have to fight somebody soon if he really wants to make a push for this title. He's gonna he's gonna need a a name somewhere in that top five ish area. Then why wouldn't you know? Because I think Canadier and Vittori, they fought in the summer, right? And Canadier won. Is that yeah. that's correct, right? So I mean, because Canadier would probably be right there. He's he's if not next, he's you know because Whitaker is going to need another fight. Uh, is Whitaker scheduled to fight? He's yeah, got Costa. He's got Costa, right? right? Uh, when is that? In, in February? That's two ninety eight, Right? Yeah. So, th- I mean, then maybe Whitaker wins that, then maybe it's him. You know, maybe it's he-, he would be next. I,
0: this division in general, it's know, bad.
1: They It's a lot of the same. The, the good thing is that the champion is a new face, in a sense. Every time, yeah. So, so it's like, Driscus hasn't really fought Israel. He hasn't fought you know, Canon year, you know, like, it, but again, a yeah, lot of these yeah, guys at the really top, so they've been there. So it's all just the same names fighting each other over and over again. I mean, Whitaker and Adesanya fought a million times. It's like we got sick of it, you know? So I don't know. It's that, that's the tough part about being at middleweight and, and like, you know, trying to match make at middleweight, but I guess we're going to have some time to figure that out. Cause these guys did go to war. They took a little bit of a beating. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll see what's next. Uh, yeah, so we'll just keep it moving. Uh, Raquel Pennington, she gets a unanimous decision victory over Myra Silva Ty texted me in the middle of the fifth round and said this is one of the best women's fights he's ever seen in his life. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, in all, in all seriousness, no, I mean this played out exactly how we thought it would if Raquel Pennington, like the people at my house were all worried. I'm like, listen dude, if this fight goes literally past the second round, you can cash out your Raquel Pennington points ticket, because that was that, – we, we gave that out on here. It was basically inside the distance, or if you like Raquel Pennington, bet the points. And it played out exactly how I thought. I, I knew right away, honestly, in the first round when Myra was trying to clinch with her. I was like, under no circumstance should she be clinching with her. She almost subbed her a few times, but it, it really was never all that close. I mean, she almost got it underneath the chin. I think she, like, snuck around to the back at one point, had it, you know, it like on her face. I was like, you know, you could just kind of tell – by some people's uh, jiu-jitsu and uh, you know their submission game, that it's just not on the level to be finishing out these... I mean, to be finishing title fights with submissions, you have to be elite. And I just don't think Myra is elite. She kind of luck-boxed her way into this. And now, Ty, the sick, sick thing that's going to keep people up at night <laughs> is that we're going to have to watch Raquel Pennington and Juliana Pena fight on a co-main event.
0: Yeah, that's going to be terrible. Uh, hopefully... Hopefully, we can bet the over four and a half on that. I think that one's going the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Myra Buenasova won the first round. After that, nothing. Didn't even really compete. Uh, some guy I've never heard of, Salim Hanif, gave uh, Raquel Pennington a 10-8 for round five. I thought she might have honestly uh, been closer to a 10-8 round four, but I digress from that. Um yeah, I mean, what else is there really, really? to say? I mean, like, we're not was to waste, waste too much time, time a, on this. I'll, I, yeah, I'll say it was a cool moment seeing Tisha Torres and her kid also right next to Amanda Nunes. That was kind of cool, and their whole celebration. So that was awesome to see. Even though Raquel and Tisha Torres seem to break up every other month, but um,
1: they had the baby with the earmuffs there. That's that seems like the move.
0: Always put the earmuffs on. Oh, I mean, n- nothing better than bringing your newborn baby to a UFC event. I feel like that's you know that's really where you get to experience your first uh, happenings of the real world. But yeah. either way. Well, because you know, cause you that, you know that child is going to remember
1: fuck, being dog. brought into the cage uh, during yeah. that during that moment.
0: Yeah, thank God it didn't end the way uh, you know when Blueface brought his child into the ring. That was almost a brawl. So um, somebody tried stealing his fucking kid from him. It's crazy, <laughs> but um, that was wild. Um, so yeah, I mean, not much really to say about this. I will say I thought uh, I, I thought Pennington was kind of going to be a pushover, especially at thirty-five. But um, I believe she is the second women, woman to ever win a belt at 35, or win a title fight at 35 or older. Do you know who the other one is? Probably Holly Holm. No, sir. Amanda Nunes, when she fought Irene Aldana, they were oh, both okay. 35. So, and appears, I don't have any, uh, I thought I saw the tweet, but I, I don't know what happened. Maybe it's not even real, but uh, I saw somebody pretty much hint that 34 is the age where people really wow. actually so start we're to decline. we're moving the demarcation line. We're, mo- <laughs> we're moving the demarcation line to 34, which kind of makes sense. Kind of makes sense. But going forward, I think that's something we should just 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 consider, just think about, and then we'll see. Uh, I think 34, 35, uh, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. I saw Luke Thomas also re- uh, referenced that. Um, I thought there was a tweet with exact numbers and percentages and, and data, but I, I don't have it handy, so maybe I'm making it up. You know, I, It's been a long weekend. Either way – Something to look forward going forward. Uh, yeah. Considering that. No, I mean... But Raquel Pennington, undefe- Mother time, undefeated.
1: Yeah, Raquel Pennington, she, she, this fight just played out exactly how she wanted it to. I, I mean, good on her to make that happen, you know? I mean, she's on a six-fight win streak. You know, she's beat some... You know, I mean, Ketlin Vieira, you know, Aspen Lad not with the company anymore. Macy Chaseon, who's a big woman. Uh, even though, you know, that's... Maybe not the best fighter, but she's large for thirty-five, so that was a good win for her. But listen, thirty-five is not exactly a murderous row of people there for the women, so I could see her. I mean, doing well against a lot of these girls. I mean, Juliana Pena is the only one that's gonna, you know, I guess, really stake her claim to try to, you know, you know, I guess, dethrone her or really make some sort of. Try to make I mean, that division a is so, sad. It's so bad. If you, you go look through, at, let's look at it. <laughs> Pena, Pennington, Buena Silva, Ketlin Vieira, Aldana, Holly Holm, Penny Kienzad, Yana oh. Santos, Carol Hosa, Macy Chason, Misha Tate. That's the top 10, 11,
0: basically. So Misha Tate just hanging on for dear life. I don't know what she's doing. Chelsea Chandler's doing. ranked. So <laughs>
1: Norma Dumont ranked.
0: Hey. Oh, well, I, I respect Norma and her uh, her uh, lower body, but, um, I, dude, what a Chelsea Chandler! I feel like, <laughs> come on, yeah, come on. I guess if you want to look down the list of of um, fighters who might might have a future, might have a uh, a ranking next to their name, I don't really see many. I see Tanara Lisboa, like her. Um, that's it, dude. I'm looking at this entire division. <laughs> Alex Eva, your girl, the Russian Ronda. I don't even know if that is the Russian Ronda, is it? Uh, it's hard um, to keep track. Eileen Perez, maybe her and her cheeks can can get a ranking. I mean, dude, if, if I, our girl Minnie Nunez, what's what's her? Uh, she's three zero in the UFC um, until she loses. We're, we're not we're not backing off of uh, that hype train. I think she doesn't have a fight scheduled, so that sucks. Man,
1: Minnie Nunez is a scary individual. She's five two <laughs> and she just drops yeah. bombs, man. So. Yeah, there. I don't think there is a fight schedule for her, as far as I Give know. Give her a title shot. She the last thing was home. in 2023 she fought Zara Firon and she <laughs> uh, went to a decision with her. That was at featherweight. So I, yeah, I mean, what the fuck are the we lady. doing here? So yeah, why are we even talking still about this? Let's keep <laughs> it moving. I mean, good for Raquel Pennington, but listen, that 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 this stuff should be on uh, fight nights. This should be the main event of a fight night. These title fights—they're not even worthy, to be honest, of being on a main card, on a pay-per-view card. it's. Uh, I'm, I'm looking like at 25 now and trying to figure out, could somebody come up here and save this division? Maybe if Shevchenko like, it doesn't go well in the next Grasso fight, she could go up, win that belt, and call call it a career. Because I think she'd beat sure. the fuck out of all these girls. But, you said who? Huh?
0: Who'd you say again? Uh, Shevchenko. Oh, I think Aaron Blanchfield should try to be a two-time, oh, a two-weight yeah. champion. Hey.
1: I hope that, uh, Shevchenko gets out of there before that happens. Cause uh, I don't know, uh, though. I mean, Blanchfield, that Blanchfield Furo fight is going to be a big time decider of what's not. Who do you, who would you have in that real quick? Blanch- I would, I'm taking Blanchfield, um, but
0: I'm going to go Blanchfield.
1: But it's going to be f- close. Like, she might get caught on the way in. But, uh, I mean, she had, that yeah. should have happened against, uh, who'd she fight? Talia? Was that, was Santos? that, yeah. Yeah. That was the one. That was a dangerous fight, man. Why is Talia Santos not ranked here?
0: Um, did she retire
1: or something? What? All right, we're wasting too much time. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out later. Somebody get back to me on that. Uh, Somebody, yeah. How about? Well, yeah. Mike Malott is next. My my computer's completely frozen. They go. Mike, Mike Malott yeah. takes a big fat L to Neil Magny in the final 15 seconds of the fight. Mike Malott dominated this fight, sir, for probably around nine to ten minutes. Would you say, Ty? I mean, this was really one sided. I think Mike Malott wins if it goes to the cards, but. The man gassed out hard, real hard, and he just could not finish Neil Magny for whatever he was trying to do. He could not finish this man with submissions. He was taking him down. He was having his way with him, but the the tide just turned, and he got taught that that lesson that we were talking about. We didn't think it was going to be this time, but it wound up being this time.
0: Yeah, he was doing well the whole fight. I mean, uh, Magny was just trying to go to the head. He got taken down, what, I think four times, controlled for about six minutes. I kept... I finally got done. I went to the the local sports bar, and I ran into this kid that I know. I'm like, yo, watch this. He's trying to do this to set up the arm triangle. He's trying to do this. He's trying to do that. Put his leg on the hip, move the arm, put the elbow behind the head. (laughs) I think I know what I'm talking about. I'm like, Mike Mallott, he's going to sub him right here. And he never did. And this kid's looking at me like, bro, what are you even talking about? Do you watch this sport? So that was kind of embarrassing. But how about Mike Yeah, proper Mike Mallott, I think, takes the biggest – one of the biggest L's on the card. He was – was he – Canada's last hope on this card, right? I mean, they they struggled. The last, yeah. Of course, they struggled. But of course, yeah, of course, we fade them. They go six and zero. We tail them, and they go two and seven. So, and and uh, the men went zero and seven, right? So or zero and five. So or yeah, zero and seven, zero and five. I don't know, but either way, Mike Malott absolutely chokes in a fight that he had wrapped up. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, that's a huge, huge step back you know in on one on one hand you're like yeah he did well that's good but also he, it's not like he's 26 27 28 you know um i really don't think he's taken that many steps forward and you, you will see that in a prospect quote unquote who's in his 30s garrett arnfield's taken steps yeah. or his cardio looked a lot better we'll get to that that fight but and he's 26 27 right i think so yeah i don't i, I think mike Malat is just another guy at 170 i think yeah, he's long yes yes and he has some things that he can work with but Neil Magny, this is a very. I don't want to discredit Neil Magny completely. The reason he won this fight is because he has that dog in it, because he has that veteran experience, and has been in there with so many, so many killers that he was able to, you know, uh, cl- find that find that little opening and, and and just close it out before the fight ended. So good on him, honestly. But that's that's a that's a, that's a very um, different version of Neil Magny from even uh, previous you know, years ago, even from last year, like that's not the same. I mean, he wasn't even going to the body. He wasn't doing anything really different. He was just, he was just in there and he was losing a decision. And then he, he had a great comeback. But Mike Lott, again, not sure we're ever going to see, uh, see a ranking next to his name or anything crazy like that. I mean, look at his wins, right? Look how bad his wins are. Uh, yeah. our, our boy from the contender series, I'm probably going to fuck it again. Fuck it up again. Uh, Smun... Smith oh, You're better at me than that one. Usually I'm the one giving you lessons. So <laughs> Mickey Gall, Johan Lanesh your boy, Adam Fugit. So yeah, I mean awful wins. Um yeah. I think the he's show.
1: Just, he You got
0: exposed.
1: Got exposed and you you like you look at what four last four wins for Neil Magny, Mike Malott, Phil Rowe, Daniel Rodriguez, Max Griffin. So that, that's the list that uh Mike Millot's in. And the difference is that Mike Malott got finished. You know, as did Daniel Rodriguez. It's not, you know, Phil Rowe was a split decision. Max Griffin was a yeah. split decision. He just gassed out. I don't know, really. Like, that's what... It's not like it would be... I'd feel different if Mike Malat was 26. Or, like you said, 27. You know, he, he has some... He, he's still young. He's got some things to learn. You know, and he could still come back from this. Just because he's 32 doesn't mean he's cooked. But it's just... It's not a good sign. He should have... He should have gotten him out of there. He really should have. And... I don't know where you go. I mean they're he's, they're obviously going to match him up again but we were already talking about even with his game how he was going to get fraud checked at some point. We were just one off, you know. The next one I was yep. for sure going to be probably fading Mike Milot. It's you know. And we almost got
0: it too. We almost cuz you know we would have. If he would have stayed that round, yes. even got 10-8 and had a draw or even won. You know, would to been like, "Yo, next fight, next it's fight,
1: over. he's getting cooked because he got <laughs> hard and he couldn't get that submission when he had that head, and ar- that head and arm choke, that like arm triangle sort of thing." Yeah, he had that locked in, and I was, like, I thought,
0: I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought he thought.
1: did too, and I, we were at the crib, like, "Yo, he's about to finish this," and then you could see Neil Magny like slipping off of it, and I'm like, "Well, I was like, where, where's Mike malak I don't know. It just seemed like you could tell the difference. I'm no jujitsu expert, but you can tell the difference in technique from some of these guys." who are, you know, just kind of good, and the guys who are actual absolute stone-cold finishers, you know, like a Bronx or somebody like that. It's just, there's levels to it. Mike Malott's not on that level, so good win for Neil Magny. Uh, how about Chris Curtis, man? This is another one. Kind of a, I, I I don't like saying this in split decisions, and it was mainly, like, a stand-up battle, but this was a snooze fest for me. I, I was just, well, I was watching it, but I wasn't really, like, paying attention. It was kind of... Back and forth, I thought Chris Curtis. I thought he won. I thought it was a unanimous decision. I thought he won two of the rounds easily. But uh, yeah, I thought he could even won all three. Yeah, obviously. that's. I kind of didn't think it was a split decision, so that's why I think this is misleading. But
0: yeah, I it, think it was Chris Lee, of course, oh, who of had course. it. Uh, Not in Derek favor of, No, it was it was Derek Cleary. <laughs> <There laughs> it was go. Derek Cleary had a twenty nine twenty eight. Mark Andre Barrio. The other two, Not, Declan Woods. Wait, made was, his was it
1: Cleary or clearly? Clearly, because I, 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 Bruce was in the building and I thought it was Derek <laughs> clearly.
0: It was Derek Cleary tonight. Usually, when Derek Cleary <laughs> shows up, he does a better job when when Joe Martinez is in the building. So yeah, I mean, it just depends it which evil twin
1: him off when he hears his name. He's like, oh okay, yeah, yeah.
0: you are i going to hear
1: some shit here, Bruce.
0: Yeah, here's a fucked up decision that I'm just going to throw in your hands, <laughs> fucking idiot. Uh, fans are booing most of this fight. I, I you know, it wasn't great. But I, I think. It was not that bad though. There was much worse fights tonight. I mean, oh, 100%. You know, the the co-main event could have got booze. I mean, if you look at the but Ty, uh, the volume.
1: If, if you think about it though, look at the couple fights before this. I think they were just sick of all of these decisions. Like they were <laughs> yes. just like by this point they're like, yeah. "Dude, come the fuck on." I mean, what was it? 8 of the last 9 fights were decisions or something like that. It's it's just insane.
0: Yeah. Um, but it was it was kind of like a sparring match, right? They were just yep. going back and forth. One guy threw this and the other guy kind of mirrored him with that. Um, which is fine. You know, I'm not necessarily mad at that. Um, I, that's why I didn't think it should have been, I mean, the, last, the the first round wasn't that great. The second, third round, they started to both pick it up. Uh, Mark Andre Barrio wasn't, um, wasn't able to really go forward in the first round. And that's kind of what his coaches were yelling. You know, they wanted him to go forward. And he finally started to do it. And then he got marked up to start the second round. He got cut. Um, yeah, I think Chris, it, it was just a stand up battle. Chris Curtis just has the much better boxing. Um, that was pretty much it. That was uh, pretty much it. I mean, it was again a pretty good sparring match, back and forth. I mean, tough. Dude, the the, the last 20, 30 seconds of the third round, they were just in a phone booth, fucking swinging yeah. elbows, knees, hooks, uppercuts, and they were both bloody. You know, that's just a Chris Curtis fight, man. He he is the action man. He is. The problem is, it's not it, it's not the best or the the most um, high danger or high action, right? It's it just kind. Of, it's not pitter patter shots, Things but it's just kind happening. of. High intensity sparring, um, which is, again, which is fine. I'm not mad at it at all. I'm not mad at him at all. I, I, I kind of like him. At the end of the fight, he was like, what else do I have to do? And I'm like, yeah, honestly, man, like you threw a lot of fucking punches. You landed a lot of punches. Like, look at some of these other fights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Priscilla Cachuera fought on this card. That 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 person, that woman, that fighter is an embarrassment to the sport. Meanwhile, Chris Curtis, you know, blood, blood and guts on the line. He's getting booed every round. Yeah, um, I don't think it's his
1: fault. Uh, I I that's no. I I really think it was more of a uh of things that were happening before these guys got in there. The, if this fight had happened after a you know vicious knockout they would have been like oh this is sick too but it's more of just the decision 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 like some of these fights we're going to talk about were just kind of not, not yeah losers, they went the distance but they were just you know they were yeah exactly they went the distance so it wasn't really like a and some of them were one-sided so it's kind of like we already know what's going to happen I don't know.
0: Yeah um, not many uh bonus is given
1: out that's for sure no and and rightfully so power bar takes a tough L to uh, the action man but i what do you? i mean the action man's probably up for another uh, you know ranked fight again i would say you know i don't know what they would do you know i mean he he is ranked but i mean he's like i think he's got to like a big step up in competition cuz i mean he's definitely yeah. in that 15 to 10 range i think that's pretty solid i just don't know who, who they would match him up with next that would kind of get, you know, everyone wow. excited or something like that. Shout out to the dog. Yeah, uh,
0: the dog going crazy. Yeah. Maybe the Delice Imabov loser or the winner. Probably not winner. Probably the winner that would, would get like a Paulo Costa, Brennan Allen, Vittori kind of near. But I think the loser of that fight, possibly. Or maybe he steps in late notice to fight Chemaev or somebody he hasn't faced before. You know, I think Chris Curtis is always always down to just step in. Also, he's 36, so he's not not getting any younger. If, yeah, you if the opportunity going. presents itself, yeah, he's absolutely going to do that. So, I commend him for that. If What about if, if Paul what Craig? You
1: can fight Paul Craig? I mean, sure. Yeah, nobody really wants to see that, though. That'll
0: just be a snoozer.
1: But good win for Chris Curtis. Congratulations. And now, we keep it moving. Mozart Evloev. Evloyev. Evloyev
0: gets I'm crew struggled saying that name.
1: Yeah, uh, they, they were going back. Is it Evloev Or, you know, DC's yeah. like, uh... <laughs> I think it's Evloev. You you're like you're like okay. Uh, yeah, not listening to you. No, I don't DC care. DC kept saying Ev Evloev. I'm
0: like, yeah, bro, you're, that's ma- you're not not letters. Letters. Yeah, that's not you're it. There's no letters. space.
1: There's no space there. You're good. <laughs> uh, Evloev is he took a unanimous decision victory over Arnold Allen. I thought this was a um, ex- not exciting, but I thought this was a fascinating fight. Kind of played out exactly how we thought. A
0: little chess matches. Yeah,
1: Arnold Allen's really just not at that level. I think that's what I got from this. Like he's good, but I just think he's kind of overmatched when he gets up against these guys at the you know at the upper echelon of 45. It's you know the uh, Holloway was the one side of it where you're just getting outstruck, and in this one he's getting outstruck and then he's getting taken down. You know a little bit of or just the threat of takedowns getting mixed in. It kind of just. He didn't look comfortable in there and then he started to he would get it loose a little bit and then it just you know none, none of it was enough. So
0: then he got fucking cut yeah, over bad too. So that was So yeah, I mean Evloev Evans still has no finishes. I know a lot of people are going to probably not be a fan of him because because of where he's from and his style. Uh, but I don't think it's you know he kind of reminds me a little bit of Khabib without you know he sure I, don't think like he has, I don't think he has the finishing ability that Khabib had and um but I, th- I I don't think his stand-up is as clunky. Khabib's was very clunky. It yeah. got better because he had he had some power. But I, I kind of like Evloev's striking. It's again, it's not his bread and butter. It's not what's going to win him fights. Maybe a title, but it, it works. It's functional, right? I think he has good. He, he threw multiple jump knees. I think that might have been uh, what cut Arnold out. I'm not actually really sure what did, but um.
1: Oh, so also Evloev at his face. I was like, oh yeah, shit.
0: yeah. I thought. I thought it was either that or one of those um, that that jab that that um, that jab that almost knocked down Alan down in the I think yeah. second round. That was really nice. He um, he does a couple things that are just very different, right? He throws like a hook into a stance switch takedown. So he'll throw like a right hook and go for your right leg, like he'll cross body into yep. a takedown. Um, he's awesome at controlling the back. When he was on the ground, Arnold Allen was pretty much up, and he had his like back and was just Dude. like stuck to him. Like he's he is a backpack. He is super super uh, disciplined and strong and aware of what to do on the ground. And then he was almost in a submission or he was almost in a ninja choke and he like gator rolled out of it. He just, he has these quick twitch muscles. He just did like a three sixty with his body, like to shake free and got out of it. And then tur- uh, turn that into him getting on top. I love watching him fight. Honestly, I the like grappling watching
1: him. exchanges in this fight were incredible, man. Like them granny yeah. rolls and all that. Like it, Alan was doing everything he could to get off. He of, did well hands. Like, he, and once have got his hands locked, it was like almost impossible for, no matter how many times he rolled or did whatever, like he still he would get out of the bad position that he was in, but he would still end up, you know, in a negative position because have just maintained control the whole time. This that part of this fight was awesome. I thought this fight was very, like, I, I mean, not exciting again, you know, because it's not in the traditional sense, but entertaining. I was very, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I really did.
0: I just don't understand how Dana White says this is like one of the most boring fights he's ever seen. That's what I'm
1: saying. It, like
0: on the same on the same card where we had one of the most boring fights you've ever seen for a title. Yeah, like that has higher stakes and and more implications, more eyes on it. You should be criticizing those fighters for fighting boring and Meyer Buenasilva Silva ending the last thirty seconds of the, the of the fifth round on her back, yeah. like <laughs> just just welcoming little little low kicks from Pennington. That that was boring, but um. Yeah, also Evloev, amazing striking defense. I mean, Arnold Allen couldn't hit him. Um, what he land? The percentages, significant strikes were kind of even, 42, uh, 43 for Evloev, 42 for Allen. Um, both of them were kind of headhunting and also going to the body, ripping body kicks. They both do a very good job of that. Only a couple leg kicks. And um, yeah, I mean, Arnold Allen pretty much getting outstruck at distance by Evloev is, is pretty telling. Um, yes, I think he might I think he's taken a step back from that Max fight. Remember he didn't win, but he kind of made a very good uh, account of himself. He also landed some some big shots. Um but I think that might have been where he peaked. I think that might have I think he has to reset a little bit. Like he has that wild blitz style which, you know, it works, but it also almost got him knocked out against Dan Hooker. So I, I you know, he has some things he has to work on for sure. I think he's tough as a fucking dog. Yeah. But um You know the problem is Evloev. It was a bad matchup for him all around, and the fact that Evloev showed off some pretty good striking, um, also amazing control of the single leg. Like as as good as Arnold Allen did defending it, Evloev had amazing control of it. Just just all around a tough motherfucker to fight. You know, it seems like he has awesome cardio. Uh, It seems like he's you know slowly but surely getting better. 18-0, um, still hasn't tasted defeat. He's 29, so you know he's pretty much in the prime of his career. He's pretty big for the weight class, it seems like. Very strong. Uh, that's that's what... I mean, honestly, since he's been in the UFC, or at least his last couple fights, they've been pretty impressive. Arnold Allen, Diego Lopez, Dan Ige, Hakeem Dawodu. These guys didn't win around almost, against him. You know, they had moments, but he's pretty much shutting these guys out. And he's also had a bunch of cancellations. So, yeah, I'm really interested to see what uh, Mozart does, uh, does going forward. He... If there's anybody that mirrors could be even, I don't really think there is, but I think he might be the closest.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I would love to see him get uh, put in a five round fight to just let's see, like, you know, can he carry that cardio into? Because, I mean, obviously he's a decision master. So, like, let's see if you can, which I don't I have no doubt that he will. I'm just kind of want to see it. And I'd like to see him get matched up. I mean, he might be one and a title. Like, I I would love to see him fight Taporia. I feel like that would be an awesome <laughs> fight. Like that's that's an incredible matchup. I would love to see. You know, I mean, I think he would probably beat Emmett just because off the wrestling. And I think that it would. I mean, but Emmett, fu- I mean, fuck, he. You get close to Emmett, uh, you know, yeah, anything man. can happen. I, I, I mean, Bryce Mitchell just showed up. Bryce Mitchell and Evilev, they were trying to do that. A bunch of different yeah. times, and that kind of yeah. got canceled. Each that would time. be good,
0: but I guess that's kind of we kind of know what I would mean.
1: happen, but I it just like one of the Absolutely. things you want to see it happen, you know? So,
0: so I guess what would be interesting for me the most interesting battle uh, or matchup for Mozart Ivloev, Brian Ortega. Yeah, I know he has a fight schedule, but um, if he wins, I guess maybe he's in that title shot, right? I guess he's he would be next up. Would you say or um after Yair and or after Vulcan? And Teporia. it's funny that is fifth behind Arnold Allen at four. I just think that's kind of funny, but um, either way, I mean, I guess if Brian wins or not, I, still, man, you put Evloev in Arnold Allen's spot or put Evloev at five, and now you have him fighting Ortega for maybe that's the number one contender fight. I, I don't know. I mean, if Volk still has the title you can't, you know, are you going to run back Volk and or, Ortega? Like I, you know, I don't know about that. But either way, uh, I'm with you on the, on the Evloev train.
1: Yeah, I would love to. I mean, Ortega is still, it just depends on what version of him shows up or if he's healthy. I mean, health has been the bigger problem for him. He's long layoffs and get taking beatings in these title fights. It's uh, it's not – that's what's really been slowing him down. I, I would love to see, like, that matchup, though, just skill-wise. Hell you know, yeah. Evoyev having to avoid them submissions the whole time. I think Ortega be able to hold his own on the stand-up because I think his stand-up has gotten better, especially offensively. You no, know, defensively, is not exactly the greatest, but he's got that Diaz-like uh, style where he just takes a beating and keeps walking forward. So, yeah. Any, that uh, Ortega and Yair is going to be awesome, too. Uh, make no mistake about it. I- I'm very excited about that. How about we keep it moving? That was the main card, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that. I think overall... It it was that was fine, you know. The main card, it, there was a couple, you know. The I think what really killed it was that co main just being the snooze fest that it was, and yeah. you know the Neil Magny coming back. I mean the was fine, but now we go to the prelims. Garrett Armfield, Ty, our boy. I'm so mad that we didn't do it uh, because we thought about it, we wanted to do it so bad, we talked about it on the pod. It just, it, it, I just didn't trust that this was the time, you know. I, I just didn't know what. If that guy Armfield that I believe in and the one that beat uh, that Japanese gentleman up, uh, Kazama, I Kazama. think his name was. Yeah, he beat the fuck out of him. I didn't know if that version of that it's guy right. was going to show up this time. And it did. And Brad Katona, it's just... He he was just getting outstruck, but he was getting beat to the punch every time. And, and Katona's defense is just kind of to eat punches. And he tries to get inside, and he wasn't really able to get inside. He wasn't able to get those takedowns that he usually does. And he really was just you know getting beat up pretty much this whole fight. So, I mean, good, good. This is a great win for Garrett Armfield, man. I am, uh, I'm, I'm a believer. I, we we both have been, but it's still, uh, I, I, even though he did win, I still leave with a little bit of like I'm still unsure, Ty.
0: Yeah, no, I think, and I think next fight, if if people hop on the train, I think that might be the spot where you, you know, he was a, he was a he was still a dog in this yeah. fight. So I think. You know, you're like, all right, next fight, I'm going to be on him. I'm going to bet on him. And he'll be like minus 150 against Daniel Wiley Cat Santos or DeMond Blackshear. Um, and then he loses. And you're like, fuck, man, I should have been on the last fight. So I, I think you got to be careful with him. But he is showing improvements. Uh, I loved, Trey Ogden is a madman in that corner. Just honestly, the whole thing he kept yelling was discipline, discipline. And there's some times where Armfield's hands come down. I mean, he, the cardio is still something he's working on. But he won, I think he won all, all three rounds, right? So, I thought so. The fact that he was able to win the third round against Brad Katona, um, in, in a matchup that I thought was going to be a little tough for him, it, it was not tough for him. He, he led the dance the whole, t- the, the whole way, the whole time. And those two guys I mentioned are um, two guys I'd like to see him fight next, Daniel Santos or uh, Damon Blackshear. I think it would be a great a great matchup all around. Blackshear would probably have his way with him in the grappling department. But honestly, his grappling is getting better. His wrestling is getting better. His all-around game is getting better. Um a big guy, man. He is a big boy. He, he kind of reminds me of Michael Chandler uh, in a way, where he's kind of big. Uh, he has those bursts, those, those big movements. Um, yeah. But a good athlete also. Um, just also kind of the way he's built. He's not as jacked as Michael Chandler, but the way he kind of moves and fights uh, is a little reminiscent of him. Um, but he's got that crisp box. Also crisp boxing. Them, oh, yes. I didn't even know that. That makes sense, honestly. Yeah, uh, he's got that boxing, the good takedown defense. The, good, the one-two is his is bread and butter. And Katona's just an awkward guy to fight, so yeah. I thought the first two rounds were kind of awkward. Katona ended up getting a third-round trip uh, takedown, and then it didn't even matter. Katona got right back up, so yeah, I, we saw a lot of uh, improvements from him so far, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board, dude. I, I, yeah, absolutely, and I think I think we'll, we're already looking back on it, but we're really going to kick ourselves when Katona gets like flatlined next fight, and we're like, damn, dude, how do we not have Armfield in that fight? It's just, I think Katona's just, you know, he's been around for so long. I know he's only Is 13 that, and 3, but uh, he's, he's been right. doing this for a while. And yeah, yeah I, not the I, athleticism was never there, you know? And I think, again, last fight against Cody Gibson was kind of just an outlier. That, that's not really what he does usually. And you could tell in this fight, he only landed, I think, 64 strikes. He got outstruck 100, 105 to 64. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Good shit, our boy Char- uh, Garrett Arnfield, another dub. I think with, undefeated in the UFC.
1: Yeah, the thing that scares me about Katona is just the like. I, I think I believe uh, him to be somebody who has a like good fight IQ. So he like, especially on the Ultimate Fighter, would even when things weren't going his way, would figure out a way to kind of win a fight. You know, whether he had to stand there and bang, or you know, he's getting chipped up from the outside. He's like, "Fuck this!" and he walks on to the inside and starts throwing hands like. He, it seemed like he always was able to figure out a way to win, and this one, it just seemed like the, the, the power that was coming back his way, he did not like, and it was coming with accuracy. So I think he was waiting for Armfield to guess out, and he never really did. He wasn't really able to take over this fight. So it's just bad matchup. I, mean, I, I, I Again, I'm with you. Like I'd like to see who they match Mr. Katona up with next. You know, it's... The only two-time winner of the Ultimate Fighter. There's a reason he got cut the first time. I <laughs> guess, you know, I don't want to, you know, even though he did, fu- I mean, the, that lost to Hunter Azure did not uh, age well, but I run mean,
0: it back with Cody Gibson. Uh, I don't
1: know. He fucking lost to Marab and they acted like he lost to the worst fighter of all time. That that was always crazy to me, but all right. How about Sean, the sniper, Woodson getting a split decision, which I don't know how this was split to Charles no Jourdain, Charles Jourdain acts like he won the fight when I well, clearly heard I clearly heard Sean the sniper Woodson and I'm so like So
0: the problem is uh dumbass Jared Velle raised uh Charles Jordan's hand. Okay. And I <sighs> fucking idiot. Um the problem I also was um I guess I guess as soon as he said uh Sean I guess he thought it was Charles like I guess the, the first sounding of both their names kind of the, with with the way he yelled it Maybe was a little inaudible. I guess, kind of. Well, maybe. it's Sean that sharp. Right?
1: Yeah, it's that sound. Sh- yeah, yeah. So he probably just jumped at it. And I mean, but then I'll- you know,
0: the ref-, the ref not knowing. How do you not know?
1: Well, I mean, it's- the guy's right behind you. You can probably even hear him say it without the mic. You know, like I, I thought he would.
0: I thought he even they didn't even tell the refs. I mean, maybe not, but um, oh, they raise his hand and then DC of all people has to come over and be like, no, no, you, you <laughs> lost. John Woodson the- won the fight. I'm not interviewing you, pussy. Um, no, but uh, Sean Woodson was like, "Oh fuck, yeah, yeah, let's go." So they're both they both thought each other won. That was crazy. Um, <laughs> Do you think they yeah. got
1: it right? I thought they did.
0: Yeah, I thought he won all, the, uh, maybe all three rounds. I that guess did, the, I, I guess the um the third round was was probably the best Jordan round. But um, yeah, he just had trouble r- r- with him really the whole time. And the the boxing from Woodson, the awkwardness, the length. Um, they talked about how he was, I think 47 and three is a boxing amateur. And then, uh, was he in a car accident? I think as, Something. and then he switched to MMA, he switched to MMA. Uh, he met somebody, I forget, I forget the whole story, but you could tell with that boxing background, his movement, his head movement is again, he has that awkward, awkward style and awkward frame. I and mean, he has a weird body build. I'm not one to, you know, critique anybody, but, um, good knees too. He, he uses his length really well. And I think that's just what gave uh, the now bald, bald-headed Jordan, some problems. I think Jordan needs to grow his hair back. Maybe, um, yeah. Th- that's just pretty much what ca- that won him the first, and carried over to the second, carried over to the third. Jordan was not able to break um, the stride that he was in. So, yeah. I mean, back to the uh, back to the drawing board. Honestly, yeah. for Jordan, it's you know, again, he's still young. He still has talent, but he's now lost three of his last five. Um, Crohn Gracie being one of the wins in that fight was obviously not his fault, but just uh, sad. And his wins have not really aged well. Marcelo Rojo, Duho Choi, Lando Venata, Um, Andre Yule, Crone Gracie again, like I said, and Ricardo yeah. Hamos. So, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. He just has to figure it out.
1: Yeah. Well, he needs a win against a big time name because, uh, it's yeah. the, Even if he had beaten Sean Woodson, people would have been like, oh, well, it's just Sean Woodson. I, I, even though Sean Woodson is, is very good. By the way, you were right. It was a serious car accident at the age of 16. Yeah. And he wound up living at Matt Hughes' gym. Matt
0: Hughes, got, that's fucking and right. And he
1: got introduced to MMA. I just read that on his wick. I think his eight.
0: mom I think his mom is the one who got him involved somehow.
1: Pretty crazy. But, but um, it's, it's crazy how life uh, works. But you know what happens, though? When you are able to make 45 pounds and you have a 79-inch reach, or something. I think it's something along those lines, 78, then, yeah, you – and especially with that boxing man he he is a, a problem not to say he can't be beat but it's just like that uh, getting around that problem in 15 minutes and not losing eight or nine of those minutes it's tough and that's seems like what happened in this fight i think jordan started to figure it out towards the end of the second and then he i think he probably won the third but it was too late by then
0: you know you had to get him Way out too of it late. so also yeah i mean dude he got out, out landed to the head 59 to 18 59 yeah. to 19 outstruck a distance 70 to 52 i mean
1: it just looks um, cleaner coming from Sean Woodson. Like it just—he's out on the outside. He's not getting touched, and he's popping that jab and those straight shots right down the chute. He does exactly what he needs to do, man. He's, you know, and, and like he, we talked about, it, we thought we might implement some wrestling at some point. He has in the last couple of fights. It was smart to not do it in this fight because Jordan, like you said, has them sneaky submissions. But it's a good win. It's a good win for Sean Woodson. So
0: in a previous fights, Jordan mixes up at least a little bit to the body and to the legs. In this fight, he did not. He did not. I think. I mean, obviously, it was thirty-one percent to the head, thirty-three to the body, thirty-five to the legs. So he pretty much landed to the head, less than he did to the body, and to the legs. And that was just, that's just not going to win you fights, man. Especially when you're going up against a boxer. No. You know, I think that's that 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 awkward build did give him trouble. So he's like, I guess I got to go to the legs, maybe slow him down. That didn't work. So yeah, man. Just back to the drawing board he goes. I think.
1: How about Ramon Tavares getting a split decision against Sergey City? I thought this was a bad decision, in my humble opinion. Uh, I don't think it was like a a stone cold robbery or anything crazy like that, because I think Tavares was able to win one and two and two with that him dropping City. But I thought, uh, you know, as much damage as uh, City took, he kind of bounced back, man, and, and showed that he really, I mean you got to have a little bit of that dog in you to be in the UFC. And he definitely showed he's got that dog in him. He started to really put it on to Varys, especially late in the fight in that third round. And I thought he might have done enough to win the fight. That's why I, I was shocked. I mean, even DraftKings are, and uh, those gambling, whatever they show on the bottom, I think City was a minus 500, 600 favorite going into the card. So it's, you know, it's it, it, that's never the end-all be-all because... You know, all the books and all of us can say what we think. It only matters what three guys that are sitting cage-side uh, think. So it's it's a good win for Tavares. I thought he, I thought he looked pretty good. And uh, again, like I said, these guys could fight ten times, and it will yeah. always be exciting. It's just a really good matchup.
0: And Derek Cleary scored it for Sergey City, so if you think he won, I think you might have to read... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rescore your card if you agree. It. No, it was it was honestly a close fight. The only reason I gave it to, to Tavares is because he got the, knockdowns. Yeah, he got that, the knockdown. Yeah, that, that's first. what really was the difference. Make the knockdown to the to the counter body shot was so nasty in round one, and he almost got him again at the end of the round one. He, I think he hit him with a straight left, um, and then in round two he hit him with. He it says he's only credited with one knockdown. I'm not quite sure how. Um, in the second round, he hit him with a straight left that I think broke City's nose. That's exactly how that started.
1: That uh, blood Held's was crazy, game. yeah.
0: And he got sat down. I, I don't know how that's not a knockdown unless they count the first round one. Actually, let's see if they do. Yeah, they, they didn't count the knockdown in the first round. I mean, he hit him to the body, and the guy fell to a knee. I don't mm. know how that's not a knockdown. That's okay. Uh, neither here nor there. But, um, yeah, I mean, City outlanded out him in the second and third. So I guess that's that's the argument you have, right? He He outlanded him. He maybe didn't land the best shots, but he landed more. The cumulative damage added up for Sergei City, but man, the visible damage on his face, the the bigger shots, the more impactful shots, again, two in my mind, knockdowns. I don't know. I don't know. I think he I think he got this one. Uh City though, he is tough. I mean he came back and landed shots to in the middle to the end of the round too. So it really depends how you scored that second round. Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch it again. Too. I'd have to come back uh, go back and watch it again. Maybe the knockdown gets nullified by um other strikes, maybe that was all he he landed in that round. I'm not sure, but watching it live, I, I I thought I thought Tavares. Um, actually, I didn't watch it live. I watched it that night, but I was also um very tired and uh totally under big. the influence, so I was not sure. Maybe I was watching another. Maybe I was watching the first fight of theirs. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, I, very good. I mean, Oscar, uh, Oscar almost called him Oscar. R. I. P. To Oscar, but uh, Ramon Tavares. He um he has such good boxing. I he love does. it. I know it's a little it's a little you know I, I think he has to add more to his game to really be a, a, a serious contender. But um if I remember correctly he's he's pretty young. Yeah, he's at like twenty eight. So um
1: got to make weight too. Uh,
0: yeah, that's gonna be a struggle. So he went to the head seventy seven percent. Yeah, the body. Uh, Sir, city said he does really good body work, good leg work, but and he also got outstruck. Tavares did a distance, but. City threw a lot. I thought Tavares did a, did a pretty good job of rolling with some of these shots, kind of getting out of the way, not eating uh, the the majority of those, especially the kicks, too. I think he did a pretty good job blocking some of those kicks. Sergey City, uh, see if this, if I'm crazy or if you uh, agree, kind of reminds me a little bit of Dan Hooker, the way he yeah. comes forward, the way he's built, uh, the way he's tough as a fucking $2 steak, right? The way he kind of throws kicks, uh, knees, punches, everything. He just comes forward, that aggressive style, that killer B kill style. And even when he gets hit hard, gets right the fuck back up. So that's just who he kind of reminds me of. I, I like it. I'm here for it. I like both guys. Um, they're both action packed, both pretty young. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing these guys again. I think they're at what, um, f- um, fan weight. So yeah, yeah. A lot of tough guys in those, in those, in those wake. I know this is at one forty, uh, 139 it says, but a lot of tough guys in that weight class for sure.
1: Either one of these guys is exciting. Uh, I again, I, I I'm a big fan of either one, and I, I could I could have seen them going with either one. I I, I am run glad back. though. I, I would run it. That's what I was literally gonna think. I was just you just took the words out of my mouth. I mean, one one. Why not just run it back and figure out like who really is the best here? You know, it's. Yeah. It's because they. The first one was you know a questionable end, but still, City Kevin had him McDonald. in trouble. Kevin McDonald. Shout out to uh, what were you calling him? Fat, uh, Fat Mark Otter or something like that. Uh, <laughs> that 100%. was not me. That was <laughs> so, definitely you. So <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to see them do it again. Why not? And even if they don't, then I'll, I'll be tuning into whenever these two uh, both fight again. So how about? Jillian Robertson, man, this is a big way. She is a problem at 115, just because of that grappling and the pressure she puts on people. Uh, you know, the stand up is still a little shaky. It's a, you know, it's yeah, really, I'll say, it's really a storm you gotta go, you gotta, you know, wage and go through and figure out. But once she gets you to the ground, and especially if she's able to get your back, it's curtains for whoever is yep. on the bottom. And Pauliano Viana really had <laughs> no answers. Uh, I mean, she was feeding an armbar at one point. And, uh, you know, Jillian really just went uh, position over submission here, got her out of there, and really ruined my sub bet. But I can't blame her. She looked great, beat the shit out of her. That's why I like inside the distance for most of the time. But uh, that, yeah. that wasn't a really uh, good number here. But good win for Jillian Robertson, man.
0: Yeah, Pollyanna Viana, I thought, you know, looked cleaner and crisper on the feet. But it didn't matter because, you know, she has like this lean back, takedown defense where I mean you know her takedown defense is non-existent her get-up game yeah. is even more non-existent so I mean easy bet if you use your brain I did not use my brain uh or I just don't have one but Jillian Robertson dispatched of her uh pretty pretty easily pretty fairly I mean she got hit with a couple shots but that's nothing I mean that probably probably woke her up so maybe Pollyanna Viana needs to um I don't know maybe her business relationship with Alex Pereira is uh not working what do you what do you think
1: well I mean the thing is, she needs to go hang out with Glover and maybe drown him in the water first to figure out how to uh, <laughs> grapple, because that seems like the problem here. Uh, you know, the striking was not the problem. She was chipping her up on the feet. It's just... You know, I mean, it's a, I think it's just a bad matchup, though, because Jillian... I think the good thing for Jillian is she was up at 25 grappling with these chicks who are much bigger than her, and then she comes down, and it seems like she makes the weight pretty easily. You know, she doesn't look like she's diminished in there in any way, and, and she, uh, you know, she just controls people on the ground, you know, and uh, she, that loss, coming off of the loss to Tabitha Ritchie, you know, she looked really good in this one. Tabitha Ritchie is just, you know, on her level with grappling. I think if she fights somebody who's not known as a primary, primarily, you know, grappler, it's, gonna, you know, if they can't chip her up and if she gets them down, it's it's pretty easy. So it's, it's kind of just a matchup-based situation here for Jillian Robertson. I did yeah. the uh, question of how old do you think Jillian Robertson is to all my boys. They're like thirty three, thirty four. I'm like, no, guys, and, and they said the same thing. I'm like, damn, it's just because she's been in the UFC forever. She's got sixteen UFC fights, man. It's pretty wild. wild. Yeah, pretty wild. Um,
0: Pollyanna Viana, also her uh, her wins not good. Emily no. Emily Spitfire Whitmire Mallory not in the UFC anymore. Martin Ginyu Fry and Maya Stevenson, who I don't think is a real person. So yeah, brutal, brutal. She huh? what is she a might Maya be. Stevenson? Uh, Damian Maya and um, Joe Daddy Stevenson's kid.
1: Okay, wow, I didn't know they had a yeah. co- t- Congratulations, guys! Yeah, sex. So, let's keep <laughs> something i getting. Let's keep it moving. How about Sam, the future Patterson? I will say, listen, uh, as much shit as I talked about this guy, he looked good. You know, he, he got he got the submission pretty easy. Do what he had to do. Yeah. do. what he had to do. But I'm more here to talk about how atrocious and dog shit <laughs> Johan Liness was, and how dog shit his his. Submission defense was. I mean, because he basically just fed this man a rear naked choke, and I, I, I just truly wonder what Mister Liness was doing. But I, I, I vow to stop doing this. I let my not. I wouldn't say hatred, but my, my, like I'm no matter what fading a guy's. Yeah, like my ultimate like fade. I'm like, oh, this guy stinks. He stinks. He stinks. But some people, I gotta remember that some people stink more than others, and I think Johan Liness stinks more than Sam Patterson. And I think it's just a situation where, you know, I have to remember that. This one's on me. I got to do be- I got do a better job.
0: Yeah, Liness was one of nine in total strikes. And it's funny because I remember the one that he landed. It was actually the only, it was not literally, literally the only punch he landed. But it was like the only good shot of the fight landed. It was because Sam Patterson just has that awful defense, just yeah. has his hands down. Hit him with a pretty clean shot. It, right after he hit him with that one shot, he got close to him. And then that was it. <laughs> that was it. That was it. From there, he he had openings, and he he closed the distance, and they got out grappled into a fucking oblivion. So Quick. that was good. I mean, he yeah, he was upset after the fight because he's like, damn, I'm I'm am done. I'm done in the UFC. I'm done, as he should be. As he should be. Yeah, he that should, was bad. He should not that be here anymore. Uh, yeah, how about
1: bad. Jasmine vicious with a? I mean, <laughs> listen, uh, <laughs> who was the referee here? Was it Valel or not? Matthew no. Roca. He wanted. He wanted Priscilla to die in there. Uh, that that was crazy. Because at a certain point, like then Jasmine like gassed herself out and she was just throwing those like nothing little punches. But she, she, Priscilla Cachoeira got the fucking shit beat out of her in this fight, man. It, this was an ugly, ugly affair. And I thought they had many opportunities to stop it before this. That's kind of why I like the better refs in this game. You know, the... Not any, I was gonna say Herb Dean, but he he would have let her die too. Uh, you know the Mark Goddards, the Jason Herzogs, those kind of guys that they'll just know that this it's not this girl's night. They'll look for an opportunity and they'll stop the fight. You know uh, this other guy is like uh, what, Yama you know, what's his name uh, Matthew Yamasaki. He wanted <laughs> he wanted uh, you know Priscilla to go out like a warrior. So it, it's it, if she eventually gets a Dars choke, feel bad for people who had TKO in this fight because. I mean that that you, you had about seventeen thousand opportunities that this fight could have been stopped before that, but great win for Jasmine and uh, Priscilla, she she Priscilla tried to give her a hug after the fight, she pushed her away so get the fuck away from <laughs> me. Said I want nothing to do with that. But uh, one Hilarious. of the shining stars of Canada, the women were the ones that hold held Canada up to, to you know, in, in a night that was pretty bad for the Canadians. Yeah, especially
0: the men. I mean what the hell are you guys doing? So yeah, Jasmine smashed her in the in the first round. Uh, she knocked her down right in the second, and then she had that front front choke yeah. uh, sequence to ground and pound. Um, I thought it's funny because JJ, uh, if you see it, kind of got dropped uh, partially with a left hook, but there was just nothing behind it, so it didn't really matter. It was Priscilla just you know throwing from the hip, um, and then she um, then she got taken down after th- she. It's funny she threw JJ off her. Priscilla did, and then she like tried hitting her with a big shot when Priscilla uh, Jasmine was on her knees. So she got close to her and then got taken down. It's like, what are you doing? Why why, why are you getting close to somebody you know is going to just absolutely grapple you? Um, this was the fifth, I believe, the fifth 10-7 in UFC history. Do you know any of the other ones?
1: Ten. This was a 10-7? I, I mean, it's worth that I um, just didn't even look at the cards.
0: Yeah, the second round, I believe, was a 10-7. Yeah, she was beating the fuck for, out. Ju- From for, um, Sal Diamato. How many other ones, brother? Four. Four. The last one was in Toronto.
1: Uh well one of them's gotta be I don't know. Was it Frankie Edgar Gray Maynard? Is that even That should have been one. It should have been one it, was to, not. it ended before it, right? Like uh Yes. Uh, I don't know. I, I actually don't even know. I would like to hear them.
0: Max and Ortega. Okay. Uh before you think Teporia, that's very, I don't
1: know, that seems like a lot. Yeah, I mean
0: yeah, that that was um that was a pretty was savage. That was a pretty savage beatdown in that one. I mean, he out it was the fourth round, he outlanded, outlanded him. 134 to 28. Okay. So um, I'm, not, yeah, I'm not sure if Marina got one for Michelle Watterson. Um Josh oh boy, yeah. uh, I, Ilya got one over Josh Emmett. Um Kamzat, Hamzat Chamayev got one over John Phillips. And oh, wow. um I can't really find any other ones. I'm trying to go down in my Selecki? One judge gave uh, Selecki a 10-7 against uh, whoever he fought on 6 <laughs> 4 That's all I can give you right now. I don't know. But um, either way, yeah, I, I don't know Unless that was a ten it looks like there's a bunch of different kind of things. Ten seven for Deontay Wilder, not what I'm looking for, Alex uh, guy. Tisola.
1: Yeah, maybe uh,
0: that. I, if I remember that, Alex Silva did was, was getting his ass beat, but he was, yeah, the ultra won, rare. Was, yeah, the ultra rare ten seven. You get ten seven. should probably get was cut. Uh,
1: how he won that fight, though.
0: So I guess that's that was right. Kind of back and forth. If you get ten seven, you should get cut. So, dude, <laughs> total strikes three hundred twenty six to twenty six total. Jasmine to Priscilla Cachoeira. That's just. Um, that's how you get it done, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you get it done. She didn't really go to the body or the legs. She said, I'm just going to beat the fucking shit out of this zombie girl until she dies. And that's exactly what happened. And she uh, anaconded her, which was also nice. So,
1: I think yeah, Priscilla's was- not going anywhere, though. She's not there yet. Where It's time to go, but she's getting close.
0: Hey, listen. We'll keep an eye on her next opponent. As for yeah, she's short.
1: definitely on the uh, fade list. You just look, for, look out for her, but... The problem is, is that she kept like she didn't. I was waiting for her to quit. She did not quit in this fight. She kept. No, I'll,
0: I will give her that. She just has no. She can't. She has no idea how to get up off her back. There's no. some people that are a turtle on their back. She's one of them. So
1: yeah. How about Jimmy Flick cashing us out for that plus 100? Saved my night from being a really bad night. Saved you from being even, yeah. and you went plus 4.1 units. I don't think I ever said uh, how we did this week. I went two and five. Negative 0. 0.1 unit, so I, I went basically even. Ty, you went 4-3, and three, Ed, plus 4.1 units. So.
0: Let's freaking go, dude. Let's
1: freaking go, dude. Uh, mean, Jimmy Flick did not, not look hard, good, bro. though. Let me say that. He <laughs> was getting beat up pretty bad at certain points in this fight. Uh, he, he was on—I mean, although Malcolm Gordon is just one of them guys who was <laughs> fucking around and playing with a dude on the ground that you have no business—like— why are you even letting this man go to the like? Why are you entering his guard? I would just stand up and say, "Yo, I'm, I'm gonna beat idiot. the shit out of you with my hands." And he well, every time they were, he was beating shit. I mean, Jimmy Flick looked like a zombie, just bouncing back and forth. Had didn't he look like he was there? And then takes him down and get you know got him, <laughs> got him out of there. Arm triangle, pretty nifty. You know, the man's the man's uh, grappling is no joke. And Malcolm Gordon calls it quits after. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. He's like, dude, I beat the shit out of this guy and I still lost. I'm done. Um, it, it, the fight wasn't even over and he started taking his gloves off. So I, I actually feel bad. I mean, I mean, it's a fight he was winning, it's a fight he needed to win, and he still lost in, yeah. in just kind of embarrassing fashion. It's three in a row, um, five of seven in the UFC, and the only wins coming by freak accident slam over Dennis Bondar and yeah. a, a decision, a boring decision against a Little Figgy. So, yeah. And also, he won a fight where he landed no strikes against Suma M- Maderji. Did so, he really? Oh, uh, he lost. I'm sorry. I was like, how sorry. the fuck did that – I was like, how does that make sense? I don't know. I'm, I'm obviously drunk. But uh, Jimmy Flick outlanded 37-3 to uh, in significant strikes. Total strikes 74-7. To um, Jimmy Flick might have the worst. Um am <laughs> well, just i don't him. like, think this can't be real.
1: Boxing. Like, I don't know if these guys yeah, are striking. Yeah, you could say that.
0: I mean, it's, uh, it's Unless rough. I'm training him in boxing. But um, dude, his numbers—he he has to for like somebody that has five fights. He has to have the worst striking ratio: one point seven landed per minute, five point two absorbed per minute. I don't even know if that's updated. I assume it is, but I f- think it's—I um, think it's bad. I think it's bad. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was—he was also booing. He was—it was funny. He was welcoming the booze. That was a good moment. That was cool. Everyone's booing because they knew. Damn, our, our our guy, our Canadian, lost to start this card. It's not going to be a good night for us. No. They knew. And Jimmy the Brick Flick was here to remind you of who he is. And, um, yeah, Dom also kept calling him Malcolm X, which I was like, listen, I get that. That is his nickname. I get it. (laughs) X is his nickname. Please stop calling him Malcolm X. Can we not not do that? Not not do that, please. But it was kind of funny either way.
1: Well, it's good to see, though, that uh, Jimmy Flick handled the booze well. We know some people – don't exactly handle the booze. Oh, Shout geez. out to Chuck that, he's <laughs> up on the next main card. Yep. Yep. Chuck Buffalo will be fighting next time we, we see you guys, which will be uh, February 17th, 30, 30, fighting Garrett 30th, Urbina. Yeah. Wow. Gilbert Urbina. Sorry, Garrett. Gilbert, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, main who lit his, his landscaper way. on fire <laughs> when he was pitching for the Phillies, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, tried killing a bunch of guys with yeah, a machete too.
1: Exactly. So he, that that rough, uh, rough time the, that was in Philly's history. But uh, we will look forward to the next card. I mean, we we I did want to go over the. Really? Uh, no, I mean I just like watching the UFC, so it's any excuse to sit down and enjoy some Modelo's or now. Well, that's I don't drink sure. Bud Light because I just don't like the taste of it. It Has nothing to do with any of the uh, nonsense. Right, anywhere. right, right. No, I mean I I, I told everyone I this pretty shit. This, no, the Super Bowl when they were giving Bud Lights out for free, uh, that that's when I I got done with that because I, I I just couldn't stand the taste of it anymore. It was I mean yeah. every night, every night for like two months I was drinking Bud Lights. <laughs> Fuck. But uh, when I was uh, when I was in
0: where was I? When I was in Boston, uh, the Barbacks were bringing out cases of Bud Light by like the fours, to so, yeah. like four twenty packs, and I'm like, and they were just going. People in Boston drink Bud Light like it's nothing, which is
1: yeah. Let me get another very, Bud ir- Light. Very thing.
0: ironic, very ironic. But um, yeah. Did you see any KSW?
1: No, but did you? You who do you, do you know who won the awards this uh, on this evening? You know, our performance of the night, oh, our fight no, of no. the There wasn't many, so we gave out fight of the night. What do you think that was before I...
0: I guess it was the main event, even though it could have been the City-Taveras fight.
1: Yeah, it was the Strickland Duplessis gets $50,000. Yeah, Performance whatever. of the night goes to Jillian Robertson gets $50,000. Hey. And Jasmine Jose Devicious gets $50,000. So they gave it... It seemed like this was like a Canadian thing. They were just giving it to the Canadians who did well. And yeah, to the two girls... The
0: the, the two ladies, one of them who doesn't really get many finishes, they both showed up and the rest of you guys didn't do shit, so how about that? So
1: there you go. You have some KSW updates.
0: Yeah, your boy Bartosz Fabinski, uh, former UFC great. Um, I, I believe he, he beat uh, Darren the Dentist Stewart and Emile Weaver Meek, your boys. Uh, also, Hector Urbina, not to be confused with Ugeth or Gilbert Urbina, he mm-hmm. got knocked out in 12 seconds by a 12 and 8 fella, Laid Zergoni, so that was... That's it for Mr. Fabinski. Also, Damian Stasiak, who used to fight in the UFC, um, actually won some fights. I believe he beat um, Davy Grant. I think he beat Davy Grant back in the day. He got knocked out in the second round. Um, I think that might have been it for this card, KSW. There's always something going on. There's always some washed up UFC fighter that's fighting a goddamn killer.
1: Well, I'll say the gentleman um, who fought in the main event who knocked this guy out, he's a glory kickboxer, I guess. He's four Yeah, and he's, he,
0: he beat the brakes off of that guy. That was pretty scary.
1: When are we getting this guy in the UFC? Holy smoke. <laughs> he's, he's pretty good. this the guy yeah, he, with a forearm choke?
0: <laughs> so I guess he's all around. He was supposed Harry. to f- Oh, my God. Yeah. He was supposed to fight. Uh, what's his name? The former uh, the former boxer who's now one of the better KSW guys. The fuck is his name? Oh, Spilka? Artur Spilka. Oh, going to have
1: fucking hell. I'm good.
0: Spilka. That's how it is. He, uh, Spielko fought, I think, Wilder back in the day. He went the distance. He's a beast. He decided to start picking up KSW, um, and he just started beating the fuck out of everybody. So maybe you set that up again. That's probably going to be the next main event. Let's see what they're doing at 291. Is there anybody that I know or you know on this card? Let's take a quick look. I don't think so, no. No, no, I don't, I don't see anybody. But next time there's a big, big card, big fight. We will stay updated for sure on KSW.
1: Uh, what, what is the next, like, outside of UFC big event? Would that be the PFL? They're doing that PFL versus Bellator. That, that actually, I am somewhat not excited by, but or I'm kind of intrigued just to see some of the, I don't think I'm going to pay for it. And it's in, it's in Riyadh season keeps going. We're never
0: paying. No, uh,
1: never paying for the PFL ever. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) uh, who who just gave their belt (laughs) away? Was it, it wasn't Nemcov, was it?
0: Um, I don't think so. Somebody, it might have been.
1: somebody just gave the, the a belt away, and uh, it might have well, been Semkov. I know sure. you're interested
0: in one one sixty five. Um, that's where the main event. Uh, actually, not the main event. Sage Northcutt will be fighting Shinya Aoki. Oh, Shinya God. Aoki is forty years old, and um, yeah, that's that's pretty much Sage Northcutt. Also, is I mean, what, what are we doing? Sexy Yama and Nikki Holtzkin is on this card also. Martin Wynn and Gary Tonin. Um, yeah, I mean, 1FC is pretty much on the precipice of bankruptcy. So that's happening soon. I know you're hype, hype as fuck for that day to come. So that'll be good. That'll be good.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll be hype as fuck when all of these garbage organizations go away. But actually, you need a little bit. It can't be just a monopoly for
0: Oh it is. guy.
1: But it basically... Uh, yeah, one, one fucking thing, but it is. Uh, I did... Tension Natsukawa did he did he get it done this weekend? I don't so I know. didn't
0: know. I, I forgot you told me about that. He, um, I, I guess he didn't fight yet. Or yeah. he, oh, did oh he? is that
1: like? A, oh, I think it's actually tomorrow. I think it's actually. Shut like up! A, is oh, it really tomorrow. on a Tuesday? I think so. The ja- those Japanese gentlemen. they don't play around. It is. Yeah, no. They like Tuesdays because uh, some guy named Terjari, Taraji is fighting Taraji. Carlos Ken Ken Kenizelis. So there you go. That that'll be on at eight, eight o'clock tomorrow. So you could uh, wake up, have your morning show, and enjoy that shit from Osaka, Japan. So
0: I will be there. I will be there. So I will be there yeah, no also, matter what at five in the morning. You, There's only five
1: fights on the card. So
0: there you go. That's getting your money's worth if I've ever heard of it. But um, did you see any of the Michaela Mayer robbery discussion? No, did she lose? She lost to uh, Nat- Natalia Jonas. Was that her name, Natalia Jonas? Um, apparently let's see, was it Jonas? Jonas Mayer? No, Natasha Jonas. Sorry. Um, John? Yeah. John Jonas, Nick Jonas, John Mayer, um, <laughs> John Mayer, Nick Jonas. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, apparently. So Michaela Mayer went up to weight class, which is crazy. Um, and apparently she got robbed. That's what I'm seeing on, on the old Twitter. I mean, Dan Raphael scored her for Natasha Mayer, Natasha Jonas. Jesus. So, uh, I think that makes me think that Michaela Mayer won. But um, the world may never know, I guess. Yeah, I wasn't
1: going to sit down and enjoy that one this weekend. I had. Other
0: no, but stuff apparently going it was on. a good fight. I apologize to both women. I'm trying to stay up on this boxing news. Boxing moves quick, man. There's just so much.
1: There's so much different stuff. There's so shit, much though.
0: content, and most of it's bullshit. So you're like, all right, I'm waiting for this fight. And you're like, wait, they both retired? What are you. It, it's always <laughs> something. It's always something that doesn't make sense. But this weekend, coming up Jaime Munguia, John Ryder. Let's freaking go. That's actually going to be a really good fight. All jokes aside, um, John Ryder is. You've been talking you know, about that. John Ryder isn't the most sexy uh, fighter, but he he, he get, he's awkward. He gets it done. He's 35, though. That's the problem I have. Coming off of that Canelo loss, uh, he didn't get finished, so that's good. Also uh, had a split decision over Daniel Jacobs, lost to Callum Smith. Um, he's had a back and forth grade. I mean, he went from journeyman to ch- to title fighter, which is you know always impressive. He's fighting in much younger Jaime Mungia, who's trying to fight for that. Try to angle for that Canelo fight. Hopefully, he does not get it because I don't want to see that. But coming off of that fight of the year, my my fight of the year in boxing in 2023 against Sergey Derevianchenko. Let's see if he can uh, rebound here and get another dub.
1: Just waiting for also, the, the vol better BF fight. I'm waiting for my boy Subaru oh, Matias Lord. to
0: fight again. Yeah, those are um, those are good. Those are good fighters to, to watch out for. So uh, I will let you know if there's any more you know prospects to look out for. Gabrielle Gabriella Fundora, the sister of. Um, I can't think of his first name. Sebastian Fundora. Uh, she's also extremely tall for her. To, she, she's 5'9", fighting at 112.
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy He's God, 6'5", fighting stick. at
0: 147. Yeah. Well, it runs in the family, as you can see. Um, but she's pretty good. She's only 21, which is wild. 12 yeah. and oh, she's fighting Christina Cruz, who um, is 41 years old. So... Hell's Kitchen Kid is her nickname, which is just terrible. Oh, yeah, that so. sounds like
1: a fucking beatdown yeah, if I it, ever heard of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> God. So, so that card's not too crazy, but it will be in Phoenix, Arizona on Zone Golden Boy Promote. Of course, Oscar Hoya doesn't want to stuff the the prelims with anything good because, you know, that's how it goes.
1: So ladies and gentlemen, we will not have another Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast this week. We have no MMA or no, UFC, I should say. So we
0: are. All, not really much on May.
1: Not really much, honestly, in general. It's ACA kind of,
0: is that the the Kadirov organization? They're always running events.
1: Yeah, is that the one where the I I I, I want to tune into one of the cards where the uh, drug dealer is fighting a crackhead or something like that in <laughs> Russian. The guy's wearing a leather jacket while fighting the guy. So that yeah, you're like,
0: dude, what the? And then he gets a knockout. And you're like, all right, I don't know what's going on here anymore.
1: Only in Russia. That's why every time I see an obscure Russian fight, I always send it to you because I just want you to yeah. I want you to also have to see this. If I had to see it, so do you. So
0: well, this fellow Magomed Biblulatov, was is twenty and three, I believe, as you hocked the Luke, I believe he um
1: almost just threw up, dude.
0: He has a he fought. He was in the UFC for a little bit. He lost to John Baraga by a quick knockout. And then he fought Rogério Bontorin and lost a split. And then I guess got cut. Yeah, I remember this guy. I Remember he was part of the the cuts, and we're like, why did he get cut from the UFC? Maybe there's some ties to Kadirov, seeing as he's fighting in ACA, which is the Kadirov organization from Chechnya. That's probably, I would say, played a part. He's fighting in the main event uh, at 135. So I would say bring him back to the UFC, but, you know.
1: Oh, he lo- he lost to Bontarine and he- I think he missed weight as well. I think it was kind of like yeah. a double weight. We're probably he like, hey, we, we, we don't want
0: you here anymore, buddy. So uh, you better well, learn Chechen, buddy. I do remember. Yeah. It, yeah, he was pretty good. So, I mean, actually, why not? I mean, they just signed uh, – uh Shara share a Bullet. He can't even enter the US. So uh you know, might as well give this guy another go.
1: Yeah, he can't enter the US and he also can't fight in the US under any commission because he has yeah. one
0: eye. So Yeah. <laughs> Rough
1: situation there. Only in the UFC would we be uh, ducking, diving and oh, keeping fuck. guys over in certain countries so that they can yeah, fight. One eye,
0: the one eyed fighter. Unbelievable. Like,
1: yeah, I mean like that's the thing with Hamzad. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's Hamzad's turn to fight. Yeah, we're gonna fight again in Abu Dhabi. Oh yeah, we're gonna have another Big-time card in Saudi Arabia, which now Dana's yeah. saying that he canceled the Saudi Arabia card because it wasn't up to his standard. Come on, man. Yeah.
0: His excellency I don't know about that said, one. do
1: not bring that bullshit over here. I want nothing to do. Yeah, we're going to watch
0: Mohammed Yahya yeah. Sorry. I'm,
1: I'm good on Mr. Mukayev, all right? I, I don't need to see <laughs> that guy in a main event. I'm okay. Yeah. So, bring, me, uh,
0: bring me Wilder.
1: Yeah, bring bring me Hamzat. Bring me Brock Lesnar. They're like, dude, we can't just bring Brock Lesnar back. <laughs> yeah, he's not, like, Well, then we'll just added. get the WWE here, and we'll have him come.
0: <laughs> and there you go. Also, WWE sneak appearance this weekend. Royal St. Rumble. Pete,
1: baby, we're yeah. in the burn. You going? You going?
0: I'm not. No, stop. <sighs> it's going to be a hell but of an event. I'll be at my, I'll be many... at my
1: crib having the, the cock loaded up. Peacock, that is. Don't get, Whoa, don't get it on. mistaken. Hey. Watching um, it on the
0: cock. Watching on the dick, dick and balls. But yeah, apparently that should be good. There's going to be fans on the field. They're going to put seating on the field. Yes. So uh, I mean, the trop sucks. Sucks. Maybe somebody can jump from the top of the trop, make it exciting. Why not? We're going to do some raffles at work, giving out numbers of uh, Royal Rumble numbers. And oh, really? Wins, I'm going
1: to do one of them too.
0: Come through. I'll give you. A, I'll rig it. I'll give you the the whoever wins. Who's going to win? I don't know. Whoever we'll whoever's best odds. We'll give you. We'll give you them. I'll give you number twenty nine or thirty. I know you want those. And uh, then you can get a fifty dollar
1: gift card. Thank you for uh, and honestly, we were going to have a Royal Rumble preview pod coming out. Me and Dante Mags are going to drop. Hell yeah, I'll listen to that. Week, Dante so. Mags
0: was in my uh, fantasy league. Shout came out. in last
1: place. Yeah, he he was telling me about that. He was not happy. Tanking year. He he won like two other leagues. He says that the one that hurts the most is the one that I uh, came in last. In. so uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I mean, I get you know. So, ladies and gentlemen, this was and is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. My name is Matt McSweeney.
0: I am Ty Capone.
1: And, ladies and gentlemen, as always, make sure you stay out of the cold when you can and enjoy that summer heat wherever you are, especially where Ty is. Go out, take a nice walk for me if you are living in a nice 60 degrees. Whew, it, is, it is 25 degrees here in, uh, <laughs> in New Jersey, and I have been fighting for my life. There's snow still on the ground. It's going to get warm later on this week, though, so I'm sure I'll get nice and sick from the uh, temperature changing. So I can't wait. But on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next time.